Hello, and welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we're going to talk with Courtney Arroyo, Sys- Access and Functional Needs Integration Liaison with the Fairfax County Office of Emergency Management. We'll talk about what that means, as well as Emergency Management's new Community Emergency Response response guide and how that should help you prepare for and respond to a variety of emergency situations right here in Fairfax County. Courtney, thanks for being on the County Conversation. Thank you for having me. I kind of stumbled and fumbled through your title there. I apologize for that. Access and Functional Needs Integration Liaison. Does that all fit on the business card? It does not. Okay. No. And in fact, the title just keeps getting longer. Okay. All right. More responsibilities, more things going on, I guess. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. In a nutshell, what are we talking about when we say access and functional needs? Let's start with that, and then we'll talk about the integration part of it. Sure. So access and functional needs um, means anyone that has a disability, whether it's permanent or temporary. Um, For example, maybe if you broke your leg and you're currently in a wheelchair, um, or maybe if you're expecting a child, um, that would encompass the access and functional needs um, piece. So we... um, just, I'm, I guess I'm getting a little ahead of you, but how we um, use this in the county, um, we have a functional needs registry okay. where we collect data um, about individuals who have disabilities and access and functional needs so that we can message them um, not only on a regular basis about preparedness information, but uh, before an emergency or during an emergency, we use that list so that we can keep in communication with those individuals and mm-hmm. give them tips about what's going on and, and keeping them up to date. Okay. Now, you said something there, and I want to address that before we kind of go back to the broader topic. Sure. You said something about collect information. What, that kind of threw a little radar up at me. So what does that mean, you're collecting information? Is that going to be used in somehow? I mean, you know, the kind of the, the – the personal uh, me kind of responding to that. Sure. Um, No. So we're collecting information and data um, through Fairfax Alerts, which is our county's free public alerting system. Individuals have the opportunity and option to sign up for that. Um, The information is not given to anyone else. It is just Mm -hmm. used internally um, to send messages. In fact, our duty officers are the only ones that can send those messages to the Access and Functional Needs Registry um, on a regular basis. And it's just a subscription um, where the the data that we do use, um, you can self-select into one of the 12 categories as well as a caregiver category as our 13th. And we use... um, you know, different tactics to reach out to those people. So, for example, if there is a snowstorm coming and we know people go out for dialysis, what we might do is send a reminder to say, hey, we're expecting a lot of snow. Um, If you have a dialysis appointment tomorrow, you might want to call and make sure that it's still going or you have accessible transportation to get there. Okay. So what's some of the information or data you're collecting? Is it... uh address, geographic area? Is it the type of disability or or, uh, service requirements that a person might have? Kind of talk to a little bit about that. Sure. So um, the categories that we have, they are um, pre-identified categories from FEMA. For example, it could be required dialysis. um, It could be 
um, individuals who have refrigerated medication, mm. if they have a service animal. Um, we do have the ability to map the information by what you put in in Fairfax Alerts. But um, we typically are just looking at the categories and using those for planning purposes so that we can make sure that we're planning for the whole community. Mm. How would someone go about finding this registry, get more information, sign up for the registry? Sure. So fairfaxcounty.gov slash alerts. And once you start filling out all the information, there is a um, checkbox that says the functional needs that I have. And if you select that drop down, it'll show you all the different categories. Mm -hmm. So there's 12 categories and then um, a caregiver category as well. So mm -hmm. if you want to get the information for someone, that would mean that you are a, care, a caregiver right. or a care provider. Okay. And uh, in addition to that, the Fairfax uh, Alerts also has other categories that folks are, I guess, are encouraged to sign up for, like severe traffic, severe weather, those kind of things? Absolutely. Yeah, you can get um, traffic and weather on a regular basis, as well as um, there are some other agencies that also have capabilities to send out information. So like the Department of Tax Administration. So you can get a notification about taxes and dog licenses, mm. um, as well as you can also get the newsletter from the Office of Emergency Management. Oh, okay. um, so that gets sent out once a month and it has preparedness tips. Um, you might have also gotten um, any type of alerts for some drills that we're having. So mm -hmm. It could be a tornado drill or an earthquake drill, and we would send you out information letting you know that that's happening. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, when we say the term access and functional needs, what does that cover? Uh, I mean, you, you mentioned a little bit kind of early on a couple of things, but let's go a little further in depth about about those those needs. <laughs> sure. So um, individuals that have access and functional needs, um, it, that includes children um, and those kind oh. of vulnerable populations. Oh, okay. um, you know, kids can't always care for themselves and they don't know. So they are relying on other people to take care of them. As well as um, we have a very large aging in place population because Fairfax County is such a great place to be. There are so many rich resources here. Um, so as people age in place in our community, um, there could be barriers that they're facing, such as mobility issues, um, taking medications, having refrigerated medications, and even some, you know, of those mobility problems in maybe evacuating when there is an emergency. Mm. So it doesn't mean you have to be wheelchair bound. It doesn't mean that okay, you have to right. be deaf and hard of hearing. It is actually a very wide variety um, that kind of fits into this mm. um, okay. this selection, if right. you yeah. say okay. it that way. So the – I was telling you I was going to come back to this, the, the end part of your title, integration liaison. Uh, <laughs> Integrating. Integrating with what? <laughs> what? What does that mean? We're talking access functional needs and then your position in emergency management and what it is you and the rest of the emergency management professionals do in this area. Sure. So my focus is going out and educating individuals that have, you know, those special needs. Mm -hmm. um, so going out to the senior centers, um, partnering with different groups um, around the county and with other county agencies to reach individuals who we're not reaching in our general outreach. So mm. for example, um, it could be going to the senior centers and doing different kinds of presentations and workshops to them. Um, it could mean um, 
you know, going out to the Autism Society of Northern Virginia and doing a workshop for their parents. Mm. We also partner with Fairfax County Public Schools um, to um, reach the individuals and families that are in some of those special education programs. So it might not be a topic that they are used to hearing about, Mm. but it's very important because if we ever do need to open a shelter, um, you know, or, you know, make sure that responding um, agencies, for example, police and fire, Mm. kind of know what they're walking into and kind Mm. of coaching those parents through um, how to prepare for those situations. Now, is is language uh, an access functional need or is that something different classification, if you will, or just a different need? No. So actually, um, language interpreter needed is one of the categories. Um, In the county, we have a lot of different resources um, to accommodate individuals who speak other languages. For example, our website can be translated into several different languages Mm -hmm. um, just on the web. Um, Also, if we come across someone that needs... um, a translation in person and it's more of an immediate situation, we do have the capability of using um, the phones, the iPads, and the computers um, to get that in-demand interpreting um, Mm. right there in front of us within just a few minutes. Um, We also have the language line, which a lot of first responding agencies use as well. Right. And they're 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 24-7. All right. Yeah. We're talking about uh, access functional needs, and we're going to be talking about a new community emergency response guide with Courtney Arroyo from the Fairfax County Office of Emergency Management. And uh, talking about that that new guide, it's often called the SERG, or at least internally. I haven't known yes. if that, that mo- moniker has made it out uh, into the public yet, but Community Emergency Response Guide. Sometimes it's easier just to say the acronym CERG. SERG. Um, that's kind of a document that encourages and helps residents and businesses kind of take personal responsibility for preparing for and responding to emergencies or other disasters kind of here in Fairfax County. And emergency management here in Fairfax County put this document together, and it actually looks at, I think, like 14 potential risks that are that are really common in Fairfax County. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> the guide is really an overall comprehensive um, book that kind of gives you everything that you need to know about emergencies in Fairfax County. Mm. So um, one of the big themes throughout the Community Emergency Response Guide is what you do before, during, and after. So as we're talking about those different hazards, um, for example, our top hazard in Fairfax County is flooding. um, And among like severe weather, um, windstorms, you know, we could also see some other you know, uh, natural disasters such as we saw the derecho mm-hmm. um, quite a few years ago, and also um, some of those like severe weather, thunderstorms, and that kind of stuff. Um, and in the emer- community emergency response guide, we have what we call hazard pages. Mm-hmm. Um, so for each one of those hazards that we've identified, you can go in and learn about the hazard, but you can also learn what you can do before, during, and after. And th- that's kind of explained um, throughout the guide, mm-hmm. and it walks you through what you do before and what um, mitigation or preparedness activities you can do to protect you and your family, mm-hmm. um, as well as, you know, what you do during, you know, how 
the county is responding and then what we do in the recovery process right. and how that looks. And this this is a, a brand new new thing, a new document. It just uh, last month or so just was unveiled. Yes. Yeah, this is brand new. Um, it's been in the works um, for a while, but it is uh, brand new. And the best thing about it that we wanted to bring to the community was templates. So people always ask hmm. us, how do you put together an emergency plan? How do you put together a communications plan? How can I share this with my neighborhood? Well, this document will answer all of those questions. Hmm. You can print out or fill out online how to put together a family emergency plan. And that family emergency plan um, kind of walks through all the things that you should think about. In addition, you mentioned for businesses, we have the same thing. So making mm -hmm. sure you have yeah. that continuity of operations okay. when there is an emergency, how are you going to still continue to function so you don't lose that revenue? Right. But the most important thing that we want people to do was put together a neighborhood plan. Hmm. And in the guide, we have a five-step neighborhood guide that will walk you through building a plan for your community. And we talk about community. There are a lot of different types of communities here in Fairfax County. I was going to ask that. So the best thing about this five-step neighborhood guide is that you define your community. Hmm. So, for example, if you live in an apartment building, it could be the whole apartment building, depending on how big it is. It could be the f one floor of the apartment building. Oh, wow. It could okay. be, you know, five units of the apartment building. It's what you want it to be. Mm. So if you live in a neighborhood or in an HOA, depending on how far you want your plan to cover, it could be 10 neighbors. It could be two neighbors. You make it what you want. Mm -hmm. And then it will help you identify um, leaders and resources in your community to make sure that you and your defined community can mm -hmm. really be um, self-sustainable for at least 72 hours. Mm -hmm. You mentioned like resources. Is there like, you know, showing how to, I don't know, I, I mean, honest, I haven't looked at it. Is it like showing a, how to set up a call tree or how to, you know, find resources or, you know, I mean, kind of explain the, that a little bit. Yes. So it is, <laughs> yes, it is that, that. <laughs> um, and more. Yeah. So we want to – so it's going to walk through um, how to set up a calling system um, or a communication system mm. in – what your defined community is. Um, that could mean um, putting hang tags on the door if it's not safe to go outside. Hmm. Um, it could be calling. It could be, you know, walkie-talkies. Um, but the resources could also include individuals who have um, specific training and experience. Oh, okay. So I if you have that. a paramedic or a nurse or, um, you know, a police officer or someone that has specialized skills in your community, um, how can you leverage their skills during an emergency? Gotcha. Maybe you have a neighbor that works for a tree company, mm -hmm. and that could become very yeah, useful in yeah. an emergency because if you have trees down, um, you know, they could be the ones that are kind of helping with that cleanup and recovery process right. um, instead of having to right. call and pay for it. And having to wait around for probably two or three days to it, get somebody into the area. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This sounds like a very uh, helpful resource guide. So I think you've sold me on why it's important to have. Now I just need to know how, how I can get my very own. So where is it available? 
Sure. So it is available um, on the Fairfax County website. Um, right now it is on the homepage. So if you go to fairfaxcounty.gov, um, you will see a link right on the homepage to the Community Emergency Response Guide. Um, you can download the whole plan. However, you don't have to. Um, we actually made each of the individual hazards as well as the templates um, individual forms that you can print out. Hmm. So you don't have to print out the whole guide. Oh, okay. You can print out what's useful for you. Um, in addition, so we are going to have it in five different languages. Um, but in the meantime, while we are waiting for them to be uploaded to the website, um, the contents of the whole emergency response guide are on the website. So we have um, restructured our website to include all of the Community Emergency Response Guide information. Mm -hmm. So you can toggle through um, our site to look at what to do before, during, and after. Mm -hmm. You can look at all the hazards um, as well as um, examples of the templates mm -hmm. online. Okay. So fairfaxcounty.gov, it's on the homepage. If you're listening to this a year from now, whatever, it might not be on the homepage, but you could always search Community Emergency Response Guide or the direct link, fairfaxcounty.gov slash emergency management slash CERG. There's the acronym C-E-R-G. So fairfaxcounty.gov slash emergency management slash CERG. Uh, only way to get it is uh, download it off the web. Or view right. it on the web? Yeah, right now um, that's where it's available. Um, you can also go to your local library and it is in the reference section. Um, so if you just ask the librarian, um, you'll be able to um, look at it in the library. It's not available to check out. Oh, okay. um, but you can also go to your um, local board of supervisor office and they have a copy as well. Okay. And I'm sure the libraries have photocopiers, so you can probably even make photocopies of particular pages if you wanted to do it that way. Yeah, yeah. they do. And I think I heard um, uh, somewhere, it may have been Seamus Mooney, the uh, Director of Emergency Management, Office of Emergency Management, talking about this guide, saying it was it, not the first, but he thought and emergency management thought it was like only the second one of its kind in the country. Is, can you talk about that a little bit? Sure, yeah. So um, our community emergency response guide um, was modeled off of Los Angeles. And I think in um, Texas there is also um, something similar. But mm -hmm. the community emergency response guide for us is really um, the citizen document to our um county emergency operations plan. Mm. So this is the more digestible version, and it gives you key actionable items to mm. to take away. Okay. So instead of it just being a document for you to read, um, it gives you checklists. It gives you, it talks about access and functional needs. It talks about pets. Mm. It talks about oh, yeah. special considerations for children. So these are things that you might not think about, but instead of just reading about it, it gives you that next step to take. Mm. So you can use the, on the last page of the guide is a an emergency kit checklist. Mm. And if anyone takes away anything, it should be to make a plan, make a kit, stay informed through Fairfax Alerts and our emergency blog here in the county, um, as well as getting involved. So the getting involved piece, um, you know, it's not only through making your neighborhood emergency plan, but it's, you know, volunteering and, and really getting out there and, and being a part of your community. Mm -hmm. 
And I think uh, something you said early on was very important that uh, neighborhood or community, you make it what you want to make it. If you live in a neighborhood of a thousand people, that may be a little broad. It may be, like you said, your cul-de-sac, your street, your you know four or five houses that happen to be off on this little section over here, whatever. You define it and, and, and go from there. Yeah. I mean, for example, um, you know, I live in a condo complex and, um, you know, we just moved in and we have some new neighbors. So, of course, right. you know, it's it's kind of starting all over again. Um, Hi, I'm Courtney from OEM. Let me tell you about this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, they might think I'm crazy, but I um, I reassure them that this is something that's positive and going to help you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, while there's, um, you know, 16 units in my building, that's a doable number, um, you know, to have a part of your plan. Um, to me, it would make sense that, you know, I would want to keep everyone that's in, um, you know, my little area mm-hmm. informed about what's going on right. or if someone needs help, how we can help them, um, especially because if there's something that's going to affect one of us, right. it's probably going to be affecting all of us right. at some point because we all live in the same building. That's right. <laughs> so if you have no water or no power, um, which is one of our planning assumptions, mm-hmm. which means that when you're planning for an emergency, think about not having right. water and power. Right. So if we don't have those things, how are we going to still function? Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, the Community Emergency Response Guide, Courtney mentioned it's available to view in hard copy at county libraries, uh, district supervisors offices, but you can download and print out your own uh, at fairfaxcounty.gov slash emergency management slash CERG, that's C-E-R-G, fairfaxcounty.gov slash emergency management slash C-E-R-G. Courtney, if folks want to learn any more about the guide, access functional needs, Fairfax alerts, the work that Fairfax County Office of Emergency Management is doing, again, fairfaxcounty.gov slash emergency management, the website, but uh, main telephone number they can call for more information. 571-350-1000. And we also um, have a new feature on our website. If anyone does want to learn more about the Community Emergency Response Guide, they can actually request a workshop in their community and we'll come out. Um, and explain kind of what it's all about and kind of walk residents um, through the process of how to get started with making their their own plan. Right. A lot of resources there, folks. Uh, uh, 350-571-1000, Fairfax County Emergency Management Office, fairfaxcounty.gov slash emergency management. Uh, Courtney also mentioned Fairfax Alerts, which is a great system to receive emergency alerts on your cell phone, uh, via email, et cetera. That's fairfaxcounty.gov slash alerts. So uh, you may need to rewind this when I go back and listen to a lot of this uh, great information. Uh, as I try to do most of the time, I give my guests the final word. Anything you want to uh, end with about access functional needs, emergency management, the community emergency response guide, just kind of throw it to you for the last half minute or so. No, I really just want to um, encourage residents to make a plan. Um, you know, emergencies, you always think it's not going to happen to me. Right. Um, but when it does, you want to make sure that you're prepared so you don't panic. Um, you never know when you leave the house in the morning um, you know, if you're going to have a place to go home to. Mm. And as scary as that sounds, sometimes that's a reality. So making these preparations ahead of time can make um, the response and recovery um, to something that's tragic to you and your family um, easier in the end. So it can really um, speed up the 
insurance process and and recovery to get you back to where you were before. So invest a little bit of time. Um, We always encourage people Give the gift of preparedness. Mm-hmm. If you are, um, you know, struggling to find a gift for someone, whether it's a birthday gift or anniversary gift, um, you know, think of something that could go in your emergency bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and although it might sound a little silly, um, it can benefit you in yeah. the end. Yeah. And I liked what you said earlier. Uh, make a plan. Make a kit. Uh, stay informed. Get involved. So that's your, it. Your action plan right there. Yes. Courtney Arroyo, uh, Fairfax County Office of Emergency Management with us here. Thanks for joining us again. Fairfaxcounty.gov slash emergency management to get all that information and more. And if you need more Fairfax County news and event information, you can go to Fairfaxcounty.gov slash news or call 703 Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329 weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Thanks again for joining us on the County Conversation, which is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.